You are listening to the Calvary Church Podcast, where each episode features a life-transforming message that was previously recorded in one of our services. And now, let's join a service that's already in progress. I'm honored to be here to, tonight to bring the Word of the Lord to you, and, and God willing, you will witness a miracle here tonight. Amen? And that would be me speaking under an hour. And everybody said amen. amen. All right. Amen. I want to talk to you for just a little bit here tonight on the topic of choices. Choices. I choose. Everybody say, I choose. This is going to be somewhat, uh, uh, we're going to, I want to ask for some participation here tonight. Uh, and, and we'll get to that here in just a second. I, I choose. How many have made a choice today? Amen. You've made lots of choices today. You made a lot of choices today that you didn't even realize you made. Amen. Every single day, you make hundreds of choices, most of them without any thought. You make the choice of what time, or at least some of us, make the choice of what time we're going to get out of bed in the morning. You make the choice about what clothes you're going to put on that day and what you're going to wear. For some of you ladies, that might be Three choices right off the bat in the morning. Amen. You make the choice about what you're going to eat for breakfast, or even if you're going to have breakfast, or you're going to skip breakfast. You, you make a choice about what your agenda is going to look like for the day. And as Christians, as believers, there are a lot of choices that we are faced with daily, and many of them we don't recognize as choices. These are things or situations in our lives that I want to tell you here tonight that the enemy does not want the church to realize we have power over. How many understand tonight that we have been endued with power from on high? Amen. If there is a problem within the apostolic church today is that we have the power and we don't use it. Amen. Amen. And so without recognizing that we have the power to choose in certain situations, oftentimes those situations will overtake us and defeat us. But brothers and sisters, if we could come to an understanding and a realization that we have power to choose various things in our situations and our circumstances, then we don't have to worry about being overtaken in certain circumstances or situations. And we have the power to simply say, I choose. Everybody say, I choose tonight. Tonight, I want to talk to you about eight major things that each and every one of us here tonight have dealt with in our lives and our walk with God. I want to talk on eight things here tonight that we have power over. Amen. So each one of these, as I get into them, I'm going to say, I choose. I just want you to repeat that back to me. Amen. There's power. How many understand there's power in your words? There is power in your words. Amen. Number one, I choose the course of my day. Amen. Psalm 118 and 24 says, this is the day which the Lord hath made. We will rejoice and be glad in it. There's a choice right there. Amen. Has uh, anybody here ever woke up on the wrong side of the bed? Have you ever woke up and realized that the very first thought you had was how grumpy you feel at that very moment? Can I tell you tonight that that could set the course for the rest of your day? 
Oftentimes, the first thing we do when we wake up is we realize that we are not happy about having to get out of bed. We're not happy about having to get up early. We're not happy about having to go to work. And oftentimes, we don't realize it, but it's other people around us that pay for the fact that we chose first thing in the morning, we're not going to be happy. But can I tell you tonight that we can change that. We have the power to choose our thoughts first thing in the morning. What if we switched that around, brothers and sisters, and what if the first thing we did when we woke up is we said, this is the day that the Lord has given me. I choose today to be thankful for today. I choose to say thank you, Lord, for waking me up this morning. Thank you, Lord, for another beautiful day. Thank you, Lord, for keeping your hand over my family while we slept last night. Thank you, Lord, for all that you've done for me. But what if we changed our perspective first thing in the morning to set the course for the rest of our day and we started our first thought with thankfulness? Amen? I can choose to be thankful for the gift of today. Amen. Number two, I choose to be happy. Amen. You say, Brother Puckett, can we do that? You can. You can. Acts 26 and verse 2, the Apostle Paul, he said, I think myself happy. Amen. Sometimes the difference between whether or not you're going to be happy or not is all in your thought pattern. It's all in your thought process. Now, Paul wasn't in a great place. Amen. We all know that Paul, he endured some things. As a matter of fact, Paul spent two full years in the prison of Rome. And yet the Bible says that he was able to rejoice and be happy in whatever situation he found himself in. He writes about this in Philippians chapter 4 and verse 11. He says, not that I speak in respect of one. He said, for I have learned. That's the key. He said, I've learned in whatsoever state, in whatsoever circumstance, in whatsoever situation I'm in. I have learned to be content. Why? Because Jesus is enough. I've learned that when everything's going wrong, I've learned when my agenda gets all messed up, I've learned to be content because He is enough. Amen. That's not what the enemy wants you to believe, though. The enemy wants you to believe that you are at the mercy of any circumstance and situation you find yourself in and that there isn't anything you can do about it. And I want to tell you tonight, that's a lie. Amen. You can choose to be happy. You can choose to see things differently. You can choose to seek after the hand of God in whatever moment you find yourself in. You have the power to choose. You can choose to be happy. Amen. Number three. I choose to speak life. How many understand your words matter? Your words are powerful. Proverbs 18, verse 21. Death and life are in the power of the tongue. Amen. The spoken word is a very, very powerful thing. And as Christians, we have to always recognize the power of our words. Now, we know that God recognizes that because the Bible has a lot to say about how we use our words. But, brothers and sisters, we can choose, regardless of where we find ourselves, we can choose every day how we're going to speak to other people. 
Amen. As Christians, there's two things that we're in. We're either in the construction business or we're in the destruction business. Now, I believe the Bible admonishes us to be in the construction, the building up business. Amen. And so we can choose with our words to destroy or we can choose to build up. We can choose and use our words to discourage or we can use our words to encourage. We can use our words to compliment or we can use our words to insult. But the bottom line is that you and I have a choice about how we speak to others. Because when you speak to others, you speak into their lives. Amen. And so we have the power to choose and we can say, I choose today to speak life. Amen. I'll never understand and, and, and I'm not going to stand up here and tell you that I've never uh, yelled at my, my kids maybe once or twice. But I'll never understand when I've seen just parents out in, in public just berating their kids. And I'm thinking, don't you understand the power that your words have to tear their hearts and their spirits apart? There is power in our words, brothers and sisters. Amen. Number four, I'm doing good. Praise God. I told you. <laughs> Number four, I choose. Oh, that's a tough one. To forgive. Okay, I got about four people on that one. Some of y'all was like, I choose. To forgive. <laughs> Ephesians chapter 4 and verse 32 be ye kind one to another, tender-hearted, forgiving one another, even as God for Christ's sake hath forgiven you. You know what Paul was saying there? Give to give. Amen. Just like Pastor taught on. Give to give. Just as God for Christ's sake has forgiven you, you need to forgive that person that offended you. You can choose to do that. You say, well, well, Brother Pucky, you don't really know what they did to me. I don't know what they did, but I know that you have a choice. Amen. Luke chapter 6 and verse 27, Jesus said, But I say unto you which hear, oh, this is it's rough, love your enemies, do good to people that hate you. Amen. Can I tell you tonight that this isn't optional? It's really not. The Bible's very explicit in telling us that if we are unwilling to forgive others, God will not forgive us. It's in the book, brothers and sisters. And can I tell somebody here tonight that unforgiveness is a great deceiver? Because here's what unforgiveness does. If someone wrongs us, and they offend us, or they do something to us, and, and, and we, we fall into this mindset and we think, well, if I withhold forgiveness, if I hold on to that anger, if I hold on to that offense and I just stew on that and I refuse to let this go, then we are deceived into believing that, that we hold the power over that offense, that we hold the power over that person. But brothers and sisters, that is a lie. 
Because while we think that withholding forgiveness, that, that, that we're holding on to the power, that we're not allowing ourselves to be hurt, what we don't understand is that we are actually giving that offense full reign and power over our lives. We are willingly going into captivity to that offense. And so unforgiveness is a great deceiver. The truth is that when we do forgive, we loose that weight around our minds and our hearts. Amen. Can I tell you tonight, if you're filled with the Spirit, that unforgiveness will block the flow of the Holy Ghost in your life? Amen. I've seen people praying to receive the Holy Ghost and could not break through until they forgave somebody. I don't know about you tonight, but I don't want anything to block the flow of the Spirit in my life. I need the Holy Ghost. I need the leading of the Holy Ghost. Amen. And so there is nothing that anybody has ever done to me that is worth me missing heaven or me missing the leading of the Spirit of God. Can I get a witness here tonight? Unforgiveness will keep the love of God from working in our hearts. Amen. I'm going to tell you this. I'll tell you something this church is good at, at least to the new guy. And that's loving. Y'all, y'all are good at loving folks. And that, that's how we talk from Brookville. <laughs> but please hear me tonight. Unforgiveness will not only eat away at you, it will eventually destroy you. But you can choose to forgive. Number five, I choose. Oh, here's a tough one. Uh, this is just getting harder and harder. are going to be like, Pastor, I really don't want him up there. (laughs) I choose not to be offended. That's right. You can choose not to be offended. Here's what Jesus said in Luke chapter 17 and verse 1. He said to the apostles, it is impossible. Now, Now, try to wrap your brain around that. The master of the universe, God incarnate. He spoke everything into existence. Everything was made by him and for him, and without him was nothing made that is made. He said that there's something that's impossible. And that is that offenses will come. You're not going to make it through life and never be offended. It's just not going to happen. But you can choose how to respond to that offense. See, what we need to understand is that Offense in and of itself is not dangerous. The act of being offended, if somebody does something to us, that's really not the most dangerous part. The most dangerous part of offense is that offense or the spirit of offense acts like a doorman. And so what happens when we get offended is that, and maybe, maybe this, I'm the only person that's done this, maybe you, can, maybe you can identify with me here tonight. When you get offended, You think about that thing all day long, and you stew on that, and that thing brews, and it festers in your heart, and you think about all the things you should have said when that person did that, and you think about how you should have responded, and you, man, you just, you just play that scenario over and over and over again in your mind, and the longer you do that, That offense opens the door to your heart and it says, come on in, anger. Come on in, resentment. Come on in, hatred. Come on in, jealousy. 
And it lets all of these other emotions come in that are far more dangerous than the offense itself. Amen? That's the reason when you find yourself getting offended, you need to put it under the blood and you need to put it out of your mind. What are you trying to say, Brother Puckett? I'm trying to say you can choose not to be offended. I choose not to allow those things into my heart. Does that mean I've never been offended? No, I I get offended. Living in the world we're living in today, it'd be easy to get offended a lot as a child of God. But you know what? I've got to let that stuff go. We got to let that stuff go. Because just like unforgiveness, the spirit of offense will eventually destroy us because it will consume our thoughts. I said, there's folks nodding their head. You've been there. You've been there. You can't be thinking about Jesus when you're thinking all day about what that person, that sister said about you or said about your family or what you perceive. Right? Was said about you. Amen. Oh, I'll tell you, brothers and sisters, one of the most dangerous things we can do is jump to conclusions before we know the facts. But we can choose not to be offended. We can choose to immediately forgive the person. Isn't it funny how you can repent and God will say, forgiven. But sometimes when people say they're sorry to us, we're like, well, we'll see. I'll see you at the altar. (laughs) We can choose to immediately forgive people that hurt us. We can choose to believe God when he said he's the avenger and we aren't. We can choose in the midst of offense, brothers and sisters, to keep our eyes on Jesus. We can. We have the choice. Amen. Number six, I choose mercy. Amen. Matthew chapter 5 and verse 7. Blessed are the merciful, for they shall obtain mercy. It is not in our flesh to want to do good to people that hurt us. It's not. Our natural reaction when we have been wronged is to get revenge. Amen. It is. And oftentimes, if we're not careful in the church, we can get full of pride and we can get full of self. And our reaction sometimes towards a brother or sister that stumbles and falls into some sort of moral failure is to kind of look down our eyes and say, well, I guess if they're ever going to make it back to the platform, they're going to have to prove themselves. I didn't come to read your mail. I'm I'm sorry. I'm sorry. <laughs> But sometimes, brothers and sisters, we have to remember where we were when God found us. We have to remember sometimes how many times each of us have offended God with our sin. I I, I will never forget one Wednesday night, Sister Reed was was teaching, and uh, I I believe it was during the Beatitudes, and and she said... uh, when it came to forgiving people, she said, I have done far worse to God than what you have done to me. And that has stuck with me. That has stuck, that engrafted itself to my heart. Because I remember now, when somebody wrongs me, I've done far worse to him than anybody here can do to me. 
Amen. We would be wise to remember that. Amen. We have to remember how many times you and I have deserved the anger and the wrath of God. And yet when God had power over us to do that and to exact that wrath, God made a choice. And he chose to be merciful. So even though I may have the power to repay, I choose mercy. Amen. Number seven, I choose to love. Brothers and sisters, if there's any newlyweds in the house, I don't want to kill anybody's. <laughs> Jesus, help me. I, I got to be careful. Love isn't something you fall into. A hole is something you fall into. But you choose to love. Amen. Uh, my wife and I, we've been married for 14, almost 14 or 14 years. And she's like, right now, she's going to choose to forgive me because I. <laughs> but every day, I make the choice to love my wife. And hopefully, she makes that choice back. But we choose to love. Romans 5 and verse 5. Paul says, And hope maketh not ashamed. Why? Because the love of God is shed abroad in our hearts by the Holy Ghost. I, I, I don't have time tonight to go into my testimony, maybe some other time. But after I got the Holy Ghost in 2006, something weird happened to me. Because I went from being hard-hearted, I went from being vengeful, I went from being hot-headed to, I'll never forget, I was in the break room at work and I picked up a newspaper. And this was like the Monday after the Sunday I got the Holy Ghost. And I open up the newspaper and there's a missing child ad right there. And I'm sitting there trying to hide my face from all of my buddies because I'm bawling just reading this ad. And I can't figure out why I'm crying. I'll tell you why. Because the Holy Ghost had shed something abroad in my heart I didn't have before. Romans 5 and verse 8. But God commended his love towards us in that while you and I were still sinners, Christ died for us. That word commendeth right there in the King James, it means to exhibit. So while we were yet sinners, God chose to love us in our sinful states. Can I tell somebody tonight, when you mess up, God still chooses to love you. When you fail God, he still chooses to love you. When we become stubborn, anybody ever been stubborn? <laughs> when we become stubborn or prideful, when we get full of self, God still chooses to love us. And so let me ask you tonight, if God is willing to commend or to exhibit that love to us in whatever state he finds us, then you and I have the power through the Holy Ghost that has shed love abroad in our hearts to commend that love to other people even in the midst of their failures. Amen. I love something that Pastor Tom said uh, a couple of weeks ago. I I've just been absorbing all of this stuff since we've been here. 
He said the Calvary Church has to be the church of 490 chances. What a profound statement to make. Amen. You know how that happens? When the body of Christ chooses to love. Amen. If God is willing to commend that love towards us, to exhibit that love towards us, then I want to make sure that I commend and exhibit that love towards other people. Praise God. And finally, number eight tonight, I choose my eternity. That's the truth. Can I tell somebody tonight that hell is not a destination? It's really not. Hell is a choice. Amen? Nobody has to go there. I believe it was uh, Brother Jeff Arnold preached a message, said hell is for idiots. Now, I'm not going to go any further on that. But I choose my eternity. Because Jesus said, let whosoever will, whoever wants this, can have this. Let whosoever will come. He says in Revelation chapter 3 and verse 20, he said, behold, I'm standing at the door of every heart and I'm knocking. And then he says the biggest word in our Bible, if. He said, if you'll open the door. What does that mean? That means if you'll choose. If you'll open the door. He said, then I'm going to come in. In Deuteronomy 30 and verse 19, Moses says this. He says, I have set before you two choices. Death and life. And then he says, I'm rooting for you to choose life. Hebrews 7 and verse 25, wherefore he is able to save them to the uttermost that come unto God by him, seeing he ever liveth to make intercession for them. Amen. There are no shortage of ways in which God is going to reach for us to save us and to redeem us. Amen. And God is relentless in his pursuit of us. Can I tell somebody here tonight, mercy is not an inactive trait of God's, but mercy is an active trait. The mercy of God is pursuing you every single day. The mercy of God is pursuing you, pursuing your lost loved ones, pursuing your lost children, because God doesn't give up that easily. Amen? Is there anybody here tonight that would say, man, God should have given up on me a long time ago, but praise God, I'm in the house of the Lord tonight because he didn't give up on me. Ooh, I got some hands here tonight. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. So let me close this before we go to app time tonight by telling you, I don't care what the devil's told you. There isn't a devil in hell. There isn't any circumstance in life that has the power to determine your eternal destiny. There's no circumstance you're going to face that can cause you to go to hell. Nothing that you can face that can cause you to be lost because the Bible says that there is nothing that can separate you from the love of God. And so I choose tonight to believe. I choose to stay faithful to the house of God. I choose to abide in Jesus while he abides in me even to the end. I choose my eternity. Amen. Amen. So we're going to go into, see, I did real good tonight. I told you you was going to witness a miracle. 
You can't hear it, but my wife just went, amen. So given everything that we've gone over here tonight, and this is really the, the, really what I'm trying to accomplish here tonight, is I want the body of Christ to understand that we have been endued with power. If, if the church of the living God ever really truly gets a revelation of what we have a hold of, and I know if you've been in this a long time, you're like, yeah, Acts 2.38, I get it. There's something about that Holy Ghost. There's something about the name of Jesus. If the church ever realizes what we truly got a hold of and the power that we have to make some choices, I'm going to tell you there's going to be freedom in the house of God. There's going to be miracle signs and wonders in the house of God. There's going to be, let me go a little bit further, there's going to be miracle signs and wonders outside the walls of the church because we understand who we are and what we got a hold of. I choose all of these things tonight. Amen. Amen. I, I'm, I'm not going to preach, so i got to sell down. So for our app time tonight, here's what we're going to do. Find somebody and talk about, uh, here's what I want you to do. I want you to pick one or two of the things that we have gone under or gone over here tonight. I'm sure that, that out of the eight points, you've been able to identify with at least two of them. I can identify with all eight. So pick one or two of these points and discuss with somebody tonight maybe some of these things that you struggle with. One or two of these points that you struggle with. And if the Lord tarries, what new choices that you're going to wake up tomorrow and say, I'm making a different choice Thursday. I'm making a different choice. The, 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 the enemy thought he had some power over me, but I'm going to make some choices tomorrow that I'm going to get the victory over these things. Amen. And so as we go into app time tonight, get with someone here and discuss a couple of these points that maybe you've struggled with and a couple of these points that you're going to make some choices starting tomorrow. Well, I guess hell's in for a bad day tomorrow then. Because there's going to be some saints of God that's going to wake up tomorrow and say, I'm going to make some different choices today. I'm going to take the power back today over some things that I've allowed to have power over me. Amen. Would you stand tonight? I pray tonight that this has empowered you, encouraged you, emboldened you. In the Holy Ghost, amen, and let God be glorified in it, amen. Let's pray, and let's just thank the Lord for his word here tonight, and let's ask God to help us here tonight. Lord, we thank you. 
We thank you, Lord, for your word, God. We thank you for this wonderful truth that you have given us. Lord, we pray over all of our brothers, our sisters here tonight, God, that your church, the body of Christ, would be strengthened and emboldened here, I pray, by your word and by this truth. Lord, that in the days to come, that we would realize our power to make choices, to take power back from the enemy, Lord. I pray, God, that this will set minds and hearts and even families free by the power of your word and by the power of this choice. Lord, we thank you tonight, God, and we give you all of the glory. We ask it tonight in Jesus' wonderful name. In Jesus' wonderful name. This podcast was brought to you by the Calvary Church in Cincinnati, Ohio. For more information about the Calvary Church, please visit our website at www.thecalvarychurch.com. Consider joining us for a service where you will find friendly people, high-energy music, and life-transforming preaching and teaching from a biblical worldview. You can find our podcast on iTunes, Google Play, or on our website at www.thecalvarychurch.com. Until next time, thanks for listening.